Blog Talk Radio.
You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to celebrate it. When you stand in your truth, it is not necessary to waste and expend energy and judgment of something or someone that doesn't affect you anyway. Free your heart from hatred. Free your mind from worries. Live simply. Give more than expected. Expect more of the divine creators and less of people. Respect the voodoo. Respect the ancestors, for indeed, ancestors see all. I stand, we stand on the shoulders of great ancestors. I greet the ancestors upon which the shoulders we now stand and have our being. I am because my creators are all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite. You are indeed listening live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hudu Obeya Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation. Reiteration and my ever living reality. And it is crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my teaching, my walk, my works along this divine, all blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power, again, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe. Today is Wednesday, January 9th, 2019, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, Black Hawk Voodoo, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey a life path and journey, passing down the great Obia stick along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I'm always honored and appreciative when you do join me here live at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time every weekday on Blog Talk Radio for the Power Lunch, revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. 
I also have a very special co-host with me here today, Awo Ojalola Basakin. I do believe is on the phone with me now live, and we will be opening your mic momentarily. Please just be patient with me. And I do invite each and every one of you who are listening to participate in the show, please do call in to area code 347-215-8967-347-215-8967. Do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will most certainly bring you into this powerful conversation today about empaths healers, spiritualists, and our personal experiences with the topic, but also and always from a West African APR spiritualist perspective. I will, of course, speak the voodoo in the conversation, and hopefully we have Baba Odalola on the phone. Odalola, are you with me? I'm here. Uh Give thanks to all of Damara, uh, Ifa, and all of Risha and my ancestors. And I give thanks to you, Divine Prince Tayameka, uh, for continuing to share this show and give people a taste and insight to what African spirituality is all about. That's it. I'm truly grateful for you and humbled and honored any time you take time out of your schedule to be present um, here with me um, live on radio. I'm grateful for your continued commitment to the broadcast. And for my listening audience, you will be hearing Baba Ojalola again and probably a little bit more frequently than we did before. And we've both committed to moving the show forward and moving it forward um, in this now moment in time space in a way that's relevant to you, in a way that still continues to be result-oriented for you, uh, but to make sure that we're not missing the history, the foundation, the truth in many cases um, about not only who we are as individuals, but who we are as a community of practitioners of traditional African religious systems. Uh, we often say ATR, uh, Ifa, Voodoo, Santeria, Bakomi, Kandable. We invite all of you in representation of those paths to contribute to the conversation. And, and before I move on, I also want to say some of you already are aware that I have formed a, a new, budding, growing, developing relationship with Brazil. And so there is a very specific house and a very specific practitioner um, in Brazil that I am building a relationship with, and I will be visiting Brazil sometime in the coming future um, for Carnival, and Brazil will be visiting New Orleans um, in the coming future for Mardi Gras. And so I invite even though we might have a, a language barrier that we might have to grow into um, in terms of Portuguese, but you will be hearing me bringing more of, of that culture, that language, that truth to the show as we further develop the relationship. Today I want to say American culture 
smacks of a sort of rugged, ego-based sense of individualism and a can-do, can't-fail attitude. And this youth-oriented, future-focused nation, irrational desire for material success drives the culture and the economy. And when people come to this country, they leave the past behind, looking only to the future. Um, We often see this in Nigerians, Ghanaians, um, who have embraced Western culture, uh, capitalism maybe even in that um, wholesale. And so we look to them to come to the U.S. and share and teach and rebuild those ancestral connections, and we don't often get that. Uh, Baba Ojalola and I have talked uh, previously on our Ifa Wednesday shows of past, uh, which are still celebrated, by the way. People are still going into the archive listening to those Ifa Wednesday shows. So we are grateful, uh, Baba Ojalola, for you bringing that um, into 2019 with us. Um, And so we've seen, um, even in terms of Americans, African Americans who've gone to West Africa and, and initiated uh, IFA or Khan, for instance, or, or San Gomez, uh, for instance. And I often ask, okay, where is the demonstration of that? They return to the states. How is that showing up in our community? Where is that showing up in our community? Where is that being taught, passed down, conferred upon, shared with the village that is here? And so we have a nation obsessed by, you know, drive for success at all costs, instant gratification, but a a lost connection to the spirit. Even in the, the falling away from, for lack of better words, from the organized church system. And many people are willing to pronounce that in social media, speak sort of their disconnection from their rejection of, organized religion. And we ask, well, what are they replacing that with? And and the general response is, well, I'm spiritual. Well, what does that mean? That we realize as as a people that this separation of spirit um, from the reality of our, our sort of material lives uh, is causing this this chasm in us as individuals that we as African traditional healers need to address, should be addressing, and and should be addressing out loud and in the open, particularly in opposition to the commercialized packaging of our traditions um, as, as something to be sold. We look at a growing interest between modern medicine, pharmacies, the medical professions, if you will, and and sort of a new age amalgamation. They're now justifying acupuncture. They're now justifying massage therapy as, as a truly beneficial, holistic, but also health-based um, uh, beneficial practice. Voodoo, ifa, root working is still somehow seen as witchcraft and witchery and trickery, 
Um, and so the commercialized, popularized versions that we are seeing, particularly in social media, the overnight psychic sensation, uh, the overnight tarot card readers, uh, the overnight herbalist and, and homeopathic specialist, don't fully grasp and understand not only the, the dynamics of that particular path that they're now taking, but also um, the value that is in Ifa and Efe and, and, and the usage of nature to not only address your financial block, your career block, your relationship block, but to affect us at the root level in our body, in our health, in our disposition, how we feel. Um, I know for me, um, I want to be the first to share my experience on the topic. As a young child, was able to somehow sense, even when I didn't have the words, Baba, um, a connection between health and spiritual power. And, you know, my, my first experience was, was through the church, first the black spiritualist church and black Baptist spiritualist church, but then through evangelical Christianity. Um, and I saw that, for instance, the most powerful evangelical preachers, the ones who could heal on laying on of hands, the ones who could make, you know, thousands of people fall out and, and faint, you know, un, under the power of spirit, often had health and physical battles that they were dealing with themselves. I found that uh, many healers have come to some level of wisdom and understanding in healing, first through their own healing, first through finding their own usage of these traditions to heal themselves. I often say people come to, whether it's religion or spirituality, often because they have some kind of problem that they're looking for an immediate uh, response or answer to. And then you find there's another set of people who understand what I want to express today, um, the need for, the urgency for, the desire for an alternative to pharmaceuticals, an alternative to the, the sort of cookie-cutter response to addressing mental health, physical health, psychological health, um, and, and, and the pairing of technology and science with what we know as indigenous and how that still could be greater um, responded to um, through practitioners such as ourselves. I know I've said a lot, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to speak, Baba. Yes, you did say a lot. Um, there, There is much that we need to understand about uh, self-healing and about helping others. Um, the practitioners in African traditional religion uh, have to heal themselves in order to be better for others. I'm not saying that until they're healed they can't do any good. They can, but they can do better when they are healed. Uh, as you know, for about two years, I went through a severe health crisis. Um, not only was it physical health, but emotional health. 
that was a problem for me. And it it took me a while to around to to healing myself. And uh my mother was instrumental in that. And just just saying one simple thing to me. She said, stop being a victim. Stop feeling like you have to suffer. And that, yeah. those words, those words were very yeah. powerful to me. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I took that to heart and started healing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it was any miracle where all of a sudden I did away with the conventional medicines or anything, um, but I started to um, be more conscious of my healing process and be more uh, aware of my emotional health needs. And yeah, I I, uh, I gotta believe. I like what I really, you and your mom said about the idea of suffering. Uh, forgive me for um, cutting you off, um, because I, I believe that's part um, of the problem in that by way of the middle passage and then by way of the forced uh, Christianity and Catholicism that we were, were forced to accept and embrace, we also accept this idea of, of suffering somehow being exactly. part of the process. Some, somehow right, being and, necessary. And yeah, somehow being godly, like, if you will. Christianity Christianity teaches people to suffer. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and to endure suffering so that you can have happiness in heaven. Uh, pardon my French for this bullshit. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. Um, you have a right to happiness in this life. You have a right mm-hmm. to good health in this life. You have a right not to continue suffering in this life. And we have to all recognize that so we can <clears throat> help ourselves and help one another. So we know that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What what were you going to say? No, I want you to finish your thought because I was going to add more to the conversation. Uh, We we have to uh, realize that we don't need to suffer. And it's it's not just um, physical and emotional suffering ourselves but as a people we we have been taught not only by Christianity and and um you know its beliefs but also by society by the uh unfortunate um white supremacy that uh, many of us face, that we all face, really, 
um, that it's your job as a person of color to suffer. And it is not our job to suffer. It's our job to to come out of suffering and to lead. That's what we have to do. And and particularly when we look at who our healers are and 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 empaths. Empath is a very popular that we hear people using today. I'm an empath. Um, and and I often question if people truly understand the dynamics of that. Uh, being both a healer and an empath at some level suggests an absorption of taking on people's pain, people's suffering, people's ashe, if you will, people's negative energy even, uh, and then having somewhere to deposit that or removing that, or cleansing that. Uh, being an empath is not only just being sensitive to or, or being someone who is experiencing PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder, and, and, and is feeling that, living that um, within their, their experience right now uh, from day to day. But particularly when we think of, of empaths, and empaths who do spiritual work, who operate and present themselves as healers, we have to ask, are they doing the work to, as Baba suggested, not only heal yourself, be well within yourself, but I'm a firm believer that, you know, you can't eat junk and bullshit and expect light and love to come out of that. You can't eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, live however you want from a moralistic value-based plane and then expect light, love, wholeness, well-being, and then to add, I'm operating as a healer. I'm operating as 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 an empath for others. I'm operating as a reader for others. And I know both uh, Ojalola and myself um, work with a great number of people um, each and every week that require real self-care in, in, in processing the, the energy that is deposited, that is brought to your board, that is brought to your room, that is brought to your space, when you're operating um, as a healer. I've learned uh, through social media just the pronunciation of the calling yourself of a particular thing creates a, a vacuum, if you will, of fourth focused energy that is projected onto you, that is projected onto you um, even through the Internet. I know once upon a time, uh, Muslims wouldn't even allow you to photograph them because they believed you could capture part energy uh, in a photograph. So the the titling of ourselves as healers and practitioners and and babalaos and ianifas and, and and voodoo priests and whatnot um, within itself 
is a very powerful public demonstration that we all have to live up to, both in the in the real world in terms of being authentic to that, but then it shows up also in your body, in your body. So I've seen healers, I've seen pastors and bishops uh, develop serious physical ailments in the doing of that work. And I'm absolutely not questioning the legitimacy of their work. That's a separate conversation, fake healers versus versus real healers. Uh, but, but just healers, truly authentic healers and empaths, take that energy into their bodies, and we must be clear on what to do with that, how to feed that, and continue our, our understanding and our knowledge. Um, I'm sure, Baba, I would hope you would agree, of plants right, that is available to us, particularly in an environment when, when habitats are being destroyed, people are, are spraying chemicals into their lawns to kill off some of the very things that you and I use in, in ritual, ceremony, divination, and application. Are you with me, Baba? Uh, that, uh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, that's right. Uh, we we need to know about the, the plants and herbs that are beneficial to our health. Um, things like uh, certain insecticides that are used, um, a lot of... Uh, genetic modification of, of plants and everything are taking away from uh, what what these natural herbs are. Um, for example, I mean, naturally, fruits have seeds. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. A, fruit, a fruit, definition of a fruit is a seed-bearing part of a plant. Yeah. Right? When now we know we have seedless oranges, seedless uh grapefruits and seedless watermelons and all this, right? That's through gen- genetic modification. All right. When you change the genetic makeup of something, you change what it is. So we the the uh seedless fruits don't have all the properties of what the natural seeded fruits have. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we need, we need to be aware of that. All right, for instance, let's say uh there's a medicine actually there there is uh there are several medicines uh traditional medicines that call for uh, use of lemons or limes. Right? Mm-hmm. If we take a, a lemon or a lime that is seedless, it does not have all the properties of the natural lemon or lime. That's right. So I we, have uh, we, we, five separate varieties of kumquat in my in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, kumquat trees, uh, five different varieties, and they are prolific <laughs> in terms of seeds. And in some of them, the fruit I eat 
the entire thing, uh, the peel, the the fleshy meat of the fruit, um, of course the juice and, and even the seeds. Um and and so I, I fully grasp what you're saying about that. Uh, some of what you're getting in the supermarket has been um manipulated and genetically engineered to be a certain size, a certain color, um, and to not produce seeds. And so you have to wonder where where are these fruits being um, regenerated from? <laughs> you know, if if they don't produce seeds, right? They it's, it's genetic modification, and um, they they obviously can't be reproduced in the standard way. Uh, you know, by planting a seed and letting it grow because there's no seeds. Right, mm-hmm. um, oranges and grapefruits uh, that are seedless—they're produced by grafting a part of a tree that grows like seedless oranges. They graft a tree, a part of a tree, onto another tree, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is absolutely not a natural process. And it takes away from the the natural properties of the fruit. Uh, like you said, for example, right, some of the uh, fruits you eat, the the uh, the outside, the the inner meat, and the seeds. Each of these parts of the the, the fruit has benefits tied to it, which, you know, help your your health. They can help you physically and emotionally. And, you know, you take that you take that part of the fruit away and you take away part of what it's able to do. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. something all of your serious clovers, your your dandelions, um um, all of those those quote unquote weeds that many people are polluting not only your yard with, but it also is polluting our ground water. Many of the things that you are trying to kill, um, the next day you're going to the doctor for it. You're going to GNC to buy it in a bottle. Um, blackberries, for instance. Man, I can remember a time where blackberries were just prolific everywhere, everywhere. And at some point, people started to consider them a weed. Um, and, and, and particularly the, the thorny parts of, of, of blackberry trees and blackberry bushes. Uh, and people started killing those off. And so now, you know, Palm, which is a very popular brand, of a of a concentrated blackberry juice, uh, and they have different flavors: blackberry mixed with grape, blackberry mixed with uh, cranberry. Uh, but there was a time you could literally go out into your yard and eat blackberries, pick blackberries, or, or somewhere exactly close to your to your neighborhood. Um, and in most places yes. uh, in this part of America, the, the south and, and the northeast. 
Uh, but we're losing that. We talk about the birds and the urgent, not the birds, I'm sorry, the bees and the urgency of, of the disappearance um, of the bees. But, but somehow we don't make that association between the disappearing of the bees and, and the disappearing of, of certain plant and edible and municipal plant life. Another abundant, uh, another abundant tree uh, when I was young was peach trees. And I grew up in Maryland, the suburbs of Washington, D.C. and Virginia, in, in PG County, Prince George's County, Maryland, Coral Hills, Maryland. And we had peach trees, abundant peach trees. And I can remember somewhere between 1978 maybe and the early 80s, all of those trees getting some kind of disease of some sort and all of them disappearing. Uh, dying off. Uh, cherry trees. Cherry trees were abundant uh, in that region. Um, many of you still see the display of the uh, cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C. every year. and uh, It's on the news media and, and it's, you know, widely publicized. And those trees don't produce fruit. But in the surrounding communities, Maryland, Virginia, there indeed were edible flowering cherry trees in abundance, and many of those areas now have condominiums, brand-new apartment complexes, um, hundreds of units in these apartment complexes. Right, and they, and that, they did away with the trees. Mm-hmm. They did away with the trees in order to build all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the problem. So, now, right. Go ahead. Let me, let me bring this back to um, healing and, and uh, our personal health. Uh, through understanding plants, we can heal ourselves. And that healing isn't only physical, it's also emotional and therefore also spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um I, my oldest daughter is a uh, licensed massage therapist. Um, in addition to that, she's an empath. I mean, genuine empath. She can truly feel another person's feelings. And through massage, she takes in a lot of that negative energy from people. Um, It may not be um, negative energy in the form of anger or anything, but uh, just negativity that these people are exposed to. Mm -hmm. And it it builds up tension in them. And they, they not, not knowingly we pass that negative energy to her. And she absorbs all of that energy. And sometimes it affects her in a negative way. Uh, She is able to do things to uh, purge herself of that negative energy. Um, And a lot of it is by eating the right things, 
she's not she's not totally vegan. Um, she just still does eat some some meat, um, mostly chicken and seafood, that kind of stuff. But um, she she generally eats healthy, and that helps cleanse her body and helps cleanse her spirit, helps keep her emotions in check so that she's able to um, continue to be effective in helping other people, in removing the negativity on them and removing their stress. That That's one ability in her that is really powerful. And, when we think of the uh, Bois Kingman and the revolution uh, in Haiti in association with voodoo, of course, um, we often don't think of the preparation that went before that. And we know that there were a series of, of ceremonies, a series of, of bimbes or tambours or whatever we want to call them today that took place leading up to Bois Cayman that involved not only ritual drumming, dancing, singing, divination, uh, chanting, but also the, the ingestation of herbs and plants um, outright as Eve, but also within the food itself. Um, we think about preparation of, of mind and body and spirit for a monumental choice that they knew would affect them all the level of life or death. You know, you were either going to die in the process of this um, or, or you were going to survive this uh, and come out a true revolutionary on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we've got to begin to look at mental health. You and I have talked about this on many shows before, mental health, uh, particularly within our community, the black community, and how yes. they're truly showing up in our demonstration in terms of anything that we do, uh, business, religion, how we uh, raise our families, uh, how we hold to our relationships, uh, how we hold to and acknowledge and honor the God and the humanity that is in and within each and every one of us. Indeed, the natural empath, the called healer has a journey, um, has a weight on their shoulders to not only heal, help people to recover, uh, to bring light to a thing, but, but to also do that for and within themselves. I often strongly suggest uh, in the last minute we have at this show, uh, crystal, minerals, gems, and to take them seriously, um, do some study, do some research, understand the stone that you have. Uh, be clear about the stone that you are now drawn to purchasing um, and utilize them to bring balance to that darkness within all of us that we often cannot see or will not acknowledge uh, or will not stand up to. And, and the crystal will bring light to those hidden places while also elevating that kundalini, that shakti, that ashe, that spirit 
to a higher plane of existence as we move into much bigger, broader things in 2019. Abundance is upon us. Growth is upon us. Evolution is upon us. Change is upon us. This is the opportunity to truly... Uh, 